Once again, to another little past. This is a 90s podcast that goes through a month of the 90s every week. We're in November 1995. We're nearly, nearly at the end of this 95 season. I've got my co host Ben. Hello. I am, you might be able to hear my voice. I am uh, just at the tail end of um, the, the grossest week of my life. Um, but I'm going to soldier through it. So far. So, so far, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, I'm a little bit under the weather, but. Uh, can't can't keep me away from the nineties. Uh, it seems. How's your okay. how's your week? I'm here and I'm awake and I may or may not be wearing a shirt, so I'm <laughs> raring to go. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's do. Uh, before we get into nineties stuff, let's do living in the now. Uh, so my living in the now has been um, pretty much Colombo. Yeah, tissues in Colombo. <laughs> you really love Colombo. <laughs> love him. Just Lotion, tissues, Colombo. Just one more thing. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to watch a bunch of the stuff for like the pod, but um, it's you know when you just like you just really can't hold concentration when you're sick you're just like nah. yeah I, yeah so i was just like nah I, need, I can't do it i eventually did get into some of the movies for this for this month but yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a sec but like yeah so mine's mine's not been much what about you I, you got so much to talk about living in the now this could be like a second uh. podcast i want you to take the and you know what perfect podcast to do it because like it means i don't have to talk as much firstly you went and saw Scream 6 last night, which you're not going to spoil anything about, but just give me like a general, like, one word. Oh, better. One word. Better. Better, better than... than five. Okay. I liked five, uh, so that's good. Yeah, five, five was okay, but um, uh, it... Uh, I'm not going to... I can't, I can't yeah, talk. Nah. It's, it, it's a film. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's And right. I enjoyed I, I, watching I, I don't it. Wanna, I don't want to hear about it, so I'm, I'm going to try and... Try and see it in its theatrical run. So yeah. Um, and instead, uh, my more of my living in the now. I, I've luckily I've got a calendar like with all our events that we go to. Yeah. Because the amount of shit we have done in the last two weeks. Yeah. We we haven't gone to Fringe barely for the last four years, like most people. We're like, yeah. let's go to shows when they come up. We went and saw the band Catbite, which was pretty cool. Um, Camp Cope. We saw their last show in Adelaide, which is. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I went and saw a Wilhelm scream what, because Laura did, asked me to. Did someone else not think it was amazing? Probably. Um, but their opinions also aren't valid, so they can eat one. Um, <laughs> bikini kill on a Sunday night. Thankfully, I don't work on Mondays because Sunday nights, I should not be outdoors. Uh, that was that was kind of special. It was, it was mostly good. I wasn't blown away, but I was never super into them. But every now and then I'm like, oh, she was friends with Kurt Cobain, uh, which is not a reason to be there. No. Uh, Womad, we went and you saw Bon Iver. You that should was... have told a bunch of people there. It was like, do you like Bikini I'm like, no, I'm just here because she knew Kurt Cobain. <laughs> and Rebel Girl, play Rebel Girl. 
Do you know that it was? Do you know? Did you, did you know that she came up with the lyrics for the, the title for Twilight Teen Spirit? <laughs> what? What are you? Where are you going? That's why I'm here. <laughs> Play Teen Spirit. I'm not right. gonna say I was sad because she talked a lot and never mentioned Kurt Cobain. That would be petty. Uh, last night we did a ghost tour. Last night we're right gonna circle back to that one, but yeah. Uh, um, it's it's been a lot. We're seeing Ruben K this week. Uh, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> that's what i reckon which i'm oh, a bit yeah. excited about he's, he's pretty good um and then it finishes all with mark watson what's that exactly um is mark watson the guy that used to be on idol no he <laughs> was on taskmaster it's a touchdown I, th- I think he did like a gadget show as well okay i can't remember he's all oh, right that's, that's richard ayuado <laughs> Yeah, I wish. Um, okay, uh, so there's been a lot in the now. I will say, and like, no, no knock against this Mark Watson fella, but if you like, you're to say Michael McCormick's Bikini Kill, and all this other stuff, and you're like, and you're not going to finish off with Mark Watson. <laughs> it's a, it's a, uh, it's a slider at the end of a feast. Maybe we'll get Stasi that night as well, just to <sighs> help. All right. Uh, before we, if you, if this is the first time you've been listening to um, Living the Past, sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, it's pro- a blanket pro- apology. No, it's not. It's like it's, it's, you know, it's it's a it's I'm not gonna say it's one of our landmark episodes so far. But we're a huge ghost enthusiast. Well, you're huger than I am, and we've done a ghost tour. We've actually got an episode where we did a ghost. Where we talked about a ghost tour. Um, we've talked about your ghost tours and. I didn't realize you were going to one this weekend. And then when I saw on your Instagram stories, I'm like, oh, delightful. Now, we will get to the 90s, but this is just, just, just for the record, you were initially invited. I was, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. you did not choose to attend. Yes. They were like, is that ectoplasm? I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how was it? Was it, uh, was it a good experience? Um,. It was all right. I'm not going to say it was bad. Uh, it was with the company that we like. Um, the highlight and obviously the, the low light are the same thing in which your mate was there. Well, who's mate? Not not the mate that followed every question that you asked with the same question. Yeah. But their mate. Um, oh. So the tour that we did with Paul initially, there was... Uh, dad and daughter team yep. that were very invested they were very keen very familiar with everything and had their ghost tube device on the entire time as they did again on this tour was that a father and daughter i believe so yeah not what i thought not the relationship i thought it was no okay um so yeah she had her ghost tube on for the entire event if you know what ghost and... tube is it's a uh is is an app that um your phone, <laughs> um, it picks your up. Your phone just says random things. Fence, yeah, it, it reckons it picks up um, ghost voices and like it just sends random things like train, uh, death, murder. Well, we, we found out this night that you can put new words into the device that it can oh. say back to you. Well, that's just... So, we. I don't think we mentioned it last time, but uh, there's this very cool new thing now with they do called the Estes method, mm-hmm. which these two guys invented in Colorado, Oop. Estes Park. Yeah. Um, 
and we were in one of the rooms that night and her little ghost tube says Estes. And the tour guy's like, oh, that's really cool. I've never heard it say that before. And she goes, yeah, I put the word in there tonight. Oh, okay. Well, oh, so you so you put the word in so that it can be so that a ghost from the 1900s can go, Estes. I want these guys to do that brand new Estes method that's going around <laughs> that I've heard about on the spirit lines. To be fair and enough. And tell them to do that. If you're a ghost, you would know about all these newfangled things. It's like, have you heard these fucking Estes things they're doing? Yeah, they just yell into the void and just annoy us. They listen to Jimmy Barnes and then just say random lines and think it's us. Let's do it. Um, did you so know that, that was a bit were, annoying. Did you know that they're a dad and daughter and not married? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it came out with ritual constantly. Ritual, uh, ritual, okay. Ritual. Am I alive? Oh. Am I a ghost? Am I dead? Did you just want to go? That Soundgarden song. Ritual. Ah, I'm a disgrace. Oh man. Um, we did see bats. That was pretty cool. Ghost bats. There was. I said that a few times. No one got it. Sorry, Andy. Um, <laughs> there was when we we first started in the church, and Danny, friend of the show, hi Danny, you're not listening. Um, we were sat at the back, and twice we heard the door sound like it was trying to open. It wasn't very windy. Uh, there was possums on the roof. There was a lot of things that probably could have been. But okay. around the time of us saying like it's saying it's leaving or someone saying you can come in, we would hear the door like make this minor, minor creak. And I only did it twice. So not reading too much into it, but at the time I was like, oh, that's, that was kind of cool. That was weird. Okay. Mm, that was about it. All right. No, nothing else funny. No goofy people. No, other than the yep. ghost tube and the two other people with us just, they're very familiar with the tour guide and like very chatty and, oh, we're yeah, here all the time. Yeah. We're very committed to the bit as well, which started to annoy me. <laughs> like we're in the, the dressmaker shop and it's like, I'm here to buy a dress. Can someone help me buy a dress? And you're in there for half an hour and everything they said or question they asked was around, Give I'm a, a customer. It's like, okay. The customer bit isn't working. Let's move on to something else. Just like, I want to look under people's dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Measure me. <laughs> oh, so, man. yeah. Um, good right, time. Cool. Long drive. Well, you are definitely you are, you are definitely living in the now more than anyone else I've known about living in the now. You are doing so much stuff. and uh... But also living in the past more than anyone, huh? Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well done. Thank you. All right, let's go on to the events of November 1995. Okay, so. Want to steal um, some of my news? I did mm. have that. I did, I did have that there. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you. It's fine. That's cool. Um. I did uh, have the Canadian Prime Minister assassination attempt, but I actually sort of tagged that on to a, a story in, in October, so I won't go into that one, but uh, so you listen to that episode to find out about that. Um, the Beatles anthology was released, and um, we've had our first Beatles track in quite a lot of years, uh, Free as a Bird. Uh, remember that? When it came out? Everyone was like, what? I feel like we talked about it earlier in the year as well, didn't we? We did, but um, yeah, this one's like, we'll go into like a little bit of like the background, so... 
because this is a pretty major thing i remember like i mean i don't think the song's amazing but um basically they had the, no, antho- the the anthology um project was coming along like the, the the big sort of box set and the remaining beatles wanted to see some like uh background music for i don't know for something and um harrison said george harrison said like oh we always said that if one of us leaves or you know or dies then we don't do anything as a band like it's you know we're beatles the four of us are beatles yep paul mccartney <laughs> mm-hmm. then went and asked uh yoko if she had any unreleased recordings from um from john lennon and she had uh, a cassette tape with four songs on it, one of them being Free as a Bird. So uh, they... Paul liked that one. They were they got inducted... Um, they, no, John got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, after that, shortly after that, um, McCartney went over and um, saw Yoko and got the, <laughs> got the tapes. And there's a quote here... Um, I should have got you to do it because you do a way better Paul than me. It's just like, she, no, was there. <laughs> she was there with Sean and <laughs> and she plays a couple of tracks and there were two newies on the mon- cassettes which she had did at home. And I checked it out with Sean because I didn't want him to have a problem with it. He said, well, it'll be weird having a, hearing a dead guy on the lead vocal, but give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> That's his son. <laughs> yeah. Good Paul though. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, and then he told George and Ringo, um, like, oh, we should, um, we should do this one. And they, 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 I think there was a lot of sort of back and forth because I think um, George really didn't want to, he thought it was weird. I mean, and it would be weird. Like, I mean, thinking about yeah. the, 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 the whole situation, Ringo just didn't, he didn't care. <laughs> Ringo needed something to do. Ringo thought that was still that was John was still around this little man. Yeah. Like, Where'd you guys go? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it got released and like people went amazing. I mean, I'm nuts for it. Uh, like yeah, as I said, like the the songs not, not as good as Leonard Skinner's Free Bird, is it? <laughs> That's Free Bird. This is Free as a bird. Yeah. What What is the line in the song though? Oh, it's free. Is it? Yeah, it's Free Bird. Yeah. I'm as free um, as a bird now, and this bird you cannot change. There's like a little um, uh, thing at the end too, where you can hear John. Um, Turned out nice again. <laughs> oh. Um, but it's played backwards. That's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so that's yeah. not as cool when you've had all like the rumors and conspiracies about you, and then you're just like, people thought we did uh, backward tracks and demon messages. Let's do a backward track. Yeah, I think like everything. Like, let's let's put every Beatles like trope into this, and yeah, Paul's dead as well. Um, Probably there was another huge cult, pop cultural phenomenon, which cemented to me that like while I while I I have admitted that I've watched this show and watched it, you know, and enjoy parts of it, this 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 facet of it made me hate this show with a passion, and that mm. is the uh, smelly cat. Oh, oh no! Yeah. yeah, so basically, becomes a huge uh, pop culture phenomenon um, when Phoebe on Friends she sings a song in I think it's like a it's season two, uh, and she sings a song about a cat, and it's terrible. I'm not going to play it on the show. I'm not. 
I haven't went, thought about that song for so long. Yeah, I know. And, I'm, and I apologize. I do because sometimes um, the past is painful. Um, <laughs> Hence but, why we haven't really covered any friends yet. But we yeah, will. I yeah, think we will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're a break. Um, so we, yeah, like um, it's it, it, the song was actually um, about uh, one of the writer's dogs um, who did smell. I'm thinking like, she said like, he smelled like bad cheese. I'm like, Take him to the vet, but whatever. Um, I just remember the song being played, like, and then I, the the pinnacle of this was when um, this is ninety five, like in a few years time. So this is like four or five years time. I'm in a pub, um, you know, I'm drinking, so I'm at least seventeen, eighteen, oh. and um, there's like an open mic thing, and like two of the people there do a rendition of Smelly Cat, and sort of four or five years after the case and the crowd goes fucking nuts. And I'm like starting off, I'm, 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 in a, I'm, I'm on a fledgling punk band and I'm like, what chance do I have getting anyone <laughs> to like anything? If all I have to do is like play a fucking friend song and like people just go, Oh, you're amazing. It's like, anyway, a bad one too. Yeah. Uh, Diana Princess Di did a, um, well, watched and publicized uh interview where she said yep i cheated on charles and everyone's like we do not blame you um uh i don't think that was the general consensus from the public at the time yeah well what, what was it be? not that is disgusting how dare you yeah, yeah he's a royal you should be so lucky but the thing is like shit they've been they've been separated for a while but she did say that like yeah she'd been unfaithful to him which I'm sure he had been to her as well. Um, but then we're going to, uh, like, sort of, I mean, <laughs> everyone would think it's like, well, with who? Charles, who, who are you going to do it with? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was asking um, about a guy called James Hewitt um, who had claimed, he but he was basically claimed and said that, and said that uh, he had an affair with Princess Di. So this guy... Can't keep his mouth shut, so it has to let people know that he slept with um, a princess, and now she's like sh- named and shamed because this guy just like needs to be validated, whatever. Um, so the the question's like, did your relationship go beyond a close friendship? She replied, yes, it did. Yes, were you unfaithful? Yes, I adored him. Yes, I was in love with him, but I was very let down about Prince Charles. Um, have you seen the Diana movie with uh, Kristen Stewart? I have not. No. It's quite good. Um, but then, like, you know, Prince Charles and Camilla were apparently, like, yeah. Um, Being grandparents. Well, they, they, they like, the, I think they were pretty much doing it as, as well at the same time, but, like, he didn't get half as much. They weren't having him. sex. Look at them. <laughs> they were sitting around. Well, she was Camilla was shows around. in the TV guide. That's all they were doing together. Camilla was around for, like, most of their marriage. I'm pretty sure, like, it was, like, it's so weird, like, you know, that. He had this like Charles has these two two women and one is like the the face of like the royalty and like you know the people's princess and stuff like that and then you got Camilla. Paul, Paul. Well, he's the Dante Hicks of. Broadway. Oh Jesus Christ, he is. <laughs> have you always got two broads fighting over you? <laughs> oh God. Um, so yeah, uh, that and obviously this is you know leading up to a. Um, like yeah, there's there's things in the future, but like she's gonna about to, about to have a, like a, a a rocky um few few more um couple of years. So, um 
the more and more I read about it, it's just sad. It's just sad how we treated her, how the, the public treated her, how the press treated her, how like the royals in like the royals are just fucked. So yeah. Yep. Good times. Um so in this is like November and December, um, around this time, they um created this new treatment for HIV and AIDS, which is like a huge breakthrough. Um, we'll get more into it in um, December with like the numbers and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it was like around this time that like a lot of people were finally getting this treatment, and they were cutting they were cutting like um deaths like in half. Like it was just wow. It was you know, and like it was high time. And like it's it's kind of like you know, like kind of with the COVID thing. It's like you give it enough time, and you know, you, you you put enough research and stuff into it, like you can actually like save a lot of lives and um you know, put your faith in science and sort of things. So it's like, yeah, um, I'll get more into that in um, the next month as well. But yeah, big things happening in that. Um, and Bombay changed its cha- changed its name to Mumbai in India. It's like the, ca- um, the Do you know why that was? I remember hearing about it in school. It's because Mumbai yeah. is a, um, it is a derivation of like, um, <laughs> if I can say that word properly, um, it's basically, it's basically, uh, it means, um, it's derived from Mum, <laughs> it's a goddess called Mumba Devi, um, and they, 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 and they, they got it from that because Bombay was a colonial name, it was given to oh. the British, so it's like, yeah, like, so they were like basically getting rid of like the colonization and, and shit, which, um, obviously like... <laughs> Doesn't get really talked about it as much as like, oh, like what it should, what it should, but like the British colonization of um, India is fucking horrendous. Yeah. Um, Makes sense yeah. why they didn't really publicize that they were getting rid of the name because of that. Having yeah. a name. So yeah, um, they 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 changed it to um uh yeah the, the patron goddess of um the islands and the people around that other around that area. So good nice. on you, good on you, Mumbai. Um, and I think that's it. There you go. I didn't even um, do a nasty one going into sport. Yay. And here's sport. What a legend. What a champion. No, it's been a marvellous game here. Back of the net. Um, it's not even that good a time in sport. I'm, I'm saving it for, for the big December news. Mm-hmm. Got a big month coming next week. All right, cool. Um, I was going to make one little note that I thought was interesting. Uh, partly like the music reference as well, where the Boston Garden was no more. Yep. Uh, I think we mentioned it earlier in the year. The Grateful Dead was supposed to play yeah. their last shows there. And then Jerry died. Jerry Jerry died. That didn't happen. Um, so the Fleet Center opened. Yep. Which is now the TD Garden. <laughs> uh, the Celtics lost their first game there. Right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then, as you kindly did not mention in the events, uh, the Raptors and the Grizzlies were now in the league. Raptors and Grizzlies. So they both had new venues that had opened up. Yep. Um, The Raptors stadium is still there. It's the Rogers Center. They do hockey as well. Uh, They beat the Nets. I don't think it was their first game there, but they they won a game. I believe that was the uh, the construction of that is what we saw in a couple of X Files episodes. Ah, so it was. Yes, yeah. good one. Um, and then over in Vancouver, the General Motors Place, great name for a venue, 
which is now also Rogers. <laughs> um, Vancouver beats the Timberwolves. I don't think that was their first game either, but you know they won a game at home. That's nice. It sucks that Vancouver doesn't have a um, team in there anymore like that. Like, how long they last for? They're not, not long. No, not long at all. Which I don't think there's a lot of fight to get them back either. Yeah, like it gets mentioned here and there, but oh, Seattle and Vegas. Oh, are... oh, 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 basketball news. You know what? Yeah, I'm that's where we about. are. You know what I'm talking about? Some current day news about one of your the... beloved. Oh no, Sonics! I thought he was doing so well. Drive-by shooting, allegedly. Sean Kemp, folks, the Rain Man, uh, under suspicion for uh, mm. drive-by shooting in Seattle. He was he was brought in for some questioning around it. Sad times. He used to have a restaurant in Seattle, um, which closed down just before we went there right. a few years ago. And he would always be around like Sonic's events when there's games in Seattle. Him and Gary Payton were always there. Hmm. Uh, but those events are few and far between now. And uh... no, it just drives past them. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Times are tough. He's got a lot of mouths to feed. Give him a break. Got one big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a big mouth. But uh, I think I made a, a distasteful joke at one point that there was... Uh, jokes around Kemp at the time that he had a child in every city that he played in. Anyway, uh, Portland, lovely little old Portland, Seattle's little yeah. sister, yeah. also had a new arena open up. Ah. Yeah. Um, what was that one called? That was originally, originally called place? the Rose Center, mm-hmm. and now it's Moda. Moda. M-O-D-A. I'm sure that stands for something. Uh, they lost their first game to Vancouver. Good oh, start. Nice. Um, uh, we already mentioned that, like the first the first game on like in your arena and you lose it. Let's be like, oh, it's cursed. So deflating. Meanwhile, in uh, Seattle, another venue opens up. Oh, nice. Which recently has just been beautifully revamped. Uh, it was Key Arena for a long, long time. Yep. Sonics beat the Lakers there. It's a good time for everyone. Yeah. Um, and now it is the Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, and it's like one of the, the greatest arenas, stadiums in I the entire seen, world. I have seen pictures of that. It looks it looks amazing. Yeah, and like the it's called that because of the you know the way it was built. It's very green. It's very yeah. eco friendly. It's yeah, seriously yeah. actually look into it. It's it's a could be the way that building good construction goes forth like this is like the they do it like that like it's like, i'm sure a lot of it is just for show like it it can't yeah, be yeah. as good as they say it is and it's like oh people like eco stuff let's make an eco building but i mean if even half of it's true it's already a yeah. hundred times better than every other venue yeah so good on them um yeah. so yeah a lot of basketball news mostly just because everyone's opening up stadiums um and then we'll see Oh, we probably won't see it because I probably won't mention it. But leading up to this, these towns were like, we need a new venue. And the government's like, well, we don't want to pay for that. Get your rich owners to do it. Um, and some places did. What? We don't have rich owners. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're just a measly sports team, sir. <laughs> um, on to more boring news. Awesome. The World Cup of Golf. <laughs> yeah, exciting stuff. Um, do you know my mind? Just automatically mm. went to 
um, a soccer field. <laughs> golf sticks. With a mini golf and across just, the field. And I just refer to them as golf sticks. <laughs> <laughs> golf sticks with a little spatula on the end. Like a sort of... um. What do you call that one with the horse? Like a polo situation. Oh, yeah. Like a mallet. Yeah. 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 A golf mallet. Continue. Uh, so this uh, fourth time in a row that Fred Couples and Davis Love III had won it. Everyone remembers Fred Couples and Davis Love III, don't they? Davis Love III. Yeah. Yeah, of course you do. Like um, the fourth and the fifth too. Oh. I mention it because Australia had some competitors in there. Oh, uh, you may know Brett Ogle. I know of the name. You may also know the name. This is this is jumping into less past, but Robert Allenby. I know that name. You know that name? Is he the one? That went missing in yes. Hawaii yes. and claimed he was kidnapped and robbed and beaten. Yes. Yes, he is in 2015. And what happened in... Uh, they said it was a case of mistaken identity. So right. he allegedly was beaten, kidnapped, and robbed, and then yeah. just dumped in a park. Is that what happened but, to... Okay, so um, I know we have international listeners, so that's just another... But like, recently, too, we've had a, a cricket player who was kidnapped. Like, was who's that dude? The, the Ospener. Um... He was involved. Australian in some, one or yeah, the Australian, no, the Australian um, off uh, like he was a spinner. He was in, he was in like the Australian uh, Test team. Um, Nathan Lyon. No, no, before him. Brad Hogg. No, just after Warney. Um, he was involved in some sort of like like uh, kidnapping scam in, in Sydney or Newcastle or something like that. Uh, uh, was was it was it McGee? Not McGee. Yeah. Um, uh, I literally just wrote Spinner Kidnapped. <laughs> McGill. Ah, uh, McGill. The first thing that comes up is this. Um, so close. Yeah. What the fuck? And we're our sports people. Um, we got some fucking clogs. Like, there's some, there's some skeletons in, in some closets there. Oh, yeah. Um, I also know some, staying on cricket, uh, because I don't do like a lot of the sports stuff, but I think we use the same site. There's a lot of um, a lot of boon stuff going on. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. Waiting for waiting for your boony stuff coming. No, he, no boon stuff. Because there's a um, you... he's got the same picture. Because if you don't know David Boone, David Boone is like a guy that looks like he should be at a pub, but then someone said like, oh, you should go try cricket as well, and he's really good at it. But as long as he doesn't have to run, he just like he is the Tony Locker of cricket. He smashes fours, and like I I love David Boone. He was like. I, I I just he he encapsulated all I wanted in the sport because I'm like here's a guy that's good at what he does but he doesn't have to do too much. Um, but yeah, like and he's got the same photo on this website that we use and it's him just looking so happy. <laughs> and it's usually because like oh he he hit four hundred dollars four hundred runs I'm like oh look at him he's like, yeah. he's not he happy because of his runs he's happy because he gets to go sit down in a minute. Big um handlebar mustache. Yeah, he's a. Uh... The Burt Reynolds of sports. More boom but less. I think the people want more uh, boom news. No, I don't think they do. I don't even think they want golf news, but um, I just wanted to mention Robert Allenby and his weird thing that happened to him. Sorry, yeah. Robert. I hope you're okay. Um, He's fine. Let's finish on the Women's Field Hockey Olympic Qualifiers. Oh, I, th- I thought you were huh? going to get there, but I'm glad you are. Yeah. 
Um, that's that's what happened. Uh, so this was obviously leading up to the '96 Olympics in Atlanta, America. Um, there was a lot of teams in there. There was a lot of players. There's you know, things happened. Teams got in. Uh, okay. Who Australia, Spain, and the United States? But obviously, already in, you, America's already in it because um, yep. they're hosting it. Uh, Spain had won it previously. Australia had already qualified. So South Korea, the UK, Germany, Argentina, and Netherlands got to join them. Okay. Which I feel like I will try and remember and check this when we get to the Olympics because according to my little page here, China, Canada, and South Africa missed out. Okay. I thought it was usually by region. I just figured if you wanted to be in the Olympics, you were in the Olympics. Oh, okay. Well, it's coming up. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, saving my good sport for December. Okay. Come back in a couple of weeks. All right, cool. All right, let's get on to film. All righty. So, all righty then. Um, oh, no. We got Fair Game, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, Crossing Guard, American President, GoldenEye, It Takes Two, Casino, Money Train, Nick of Time, and Rent a Kid. What did you watch? I watched Money Train, It mm-hmm. Takes Two, mm-hmm. Ace Ventura, Fair Game, obviously watched GoldenEye, um, and I also slipped in Empire Records because... Yes. We somehow missed one of that the best films fault. of the nineties. Yeah, so we uh, it was in October. Like, look, it's my fault. Um, where I, watched uh, I had it, I had it on my list. Like, I had it yeah. ready to go like all year long, and then I just kept yeah not thinking about it. Um, so yeah, we we I watched it too. Let's let's start for that one since it's, it's a holdover from October. Um, I watched it last night, and it's you know it's it's still good. I I the soundtrack's still great. Um, it gets a little cringy. Oh, the, um, the soundtrack just quickly. Yeah. There was two songs I've been obsessed with this year. Yeah. Uh, one might have been last year. And it was a bit of a motorcycle emptiness of like, I don't know why I love this song so much. Yeah. Like, this is, I've, I don't think I've ever heard it before. But yeah. Bright as Yellow. Oh, and yeah, Cloud yeah. Are both in this film. Cloud's pretty good. Yeah, they're so good. Also, I never knew that uh, Dave and Joe from the Pixies, they had another little band and they are on the credits for this song. Uh, this song for this film this film um yeah it's um there's like there's quite there's a bit going on in this film and like it's it was a, originally supposed to be um a place of like uh two days but it's um they they whittled it down to one and you can really tell this time around like with that background and sort of watching it is there's like the bits with the funeral like for like the not the mock funeral for um for deborah um the guar bit with um uh, yeah, with and it's Mark. like Mark, and it's like you got all these sort of like random bits coming in that don't really fit there, but it's like it's still like you know it's, you accept it because it's funny and lots of stuff, but like you can tell like oh it's probably that probably happened one day and then there's other thing happened the other day sort of thing. They do I, I had never questioned day. it. Well, I yeah, thought they uh, start I very been, early. I they all been, get to work early. Yeah, they all get to work. I mean, it closes at midnight, and they all get to work around about like what eight. Um, it I looks lo- like it's eight or nine a.m. Man, I love a um montage of 
I mean, this must be from working in retail. I love a montage of people opening up a retail store because I remember mm. those. The, remember those times sometimes where you're like, where you know it's going to be a busy day, and you're like, oh man, this is like the quiet before the storm. Like it's like no one's in here. It's just like also yeah. you like the people you work with. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, yeah. It's a good. I mean, uh, yeah. There's. I mean, there's, there's nothing really like problematic with it. It's probably one of the least problematic movies I've seen for a while. Like it's from the night. Like, it's not very diverse. I'll give it that. But yeah. like, um, it's when I was watching it, I thought like my views and opinions on any of the characters of the story like had not changed at all. Like yeah. trying to watch it with modern day eyes. The only thing I didn't like was uh, when Renee Zellweger comes out in just a little apron. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure AJ tries to take a photo of her. Yeah, AJ. Like, he tries to take a sneaky photo, and then later he puts Deb's hand on his dick. AJ's an incel, and uh, he is the uh, reality bites dude of this movie. <laughs> he is the wiener Ethan Hawke. He he's the worst. Um, can clearly see that Liv Tyler's upset. And still goes through with the fact that he wants to say that he tells her that he loves her, and then when and she's he gets like, mad about it, he's like, oh, "I can't deal with that right now." He's like, "Oh, when 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 can you deal with it?" It's like, dude, like he is the worst character in this movie. Um, he is, but he's supposed to be. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only problem is they end up together, and then it turns out she does like him. But yeah. uh, I think that was a maybe a little bit reaching. But and I didn't you know, like. It has I didn't like that up. little. Um, I didn't like that break the fourth wall. That um. They do. He's like, perfect. Well, nearly perfect. Uh, I don't know, because it happens two or three other times in the film. Lucas does, does it at the start. Uh, Mark Mark kind of does it. Yeah, he does look at the camera a couple of times. Lucas, um, you find out towards the end of like why he's being so... He, he basically, like... I don't get that storyline of, like... Joey says at the end, oh, you knew all along that I wanted to buy the record store, so that's why I like, you know, all this. And I was like, no, he didn't. He was like, yeah, he was trying to like make some more money. But the way he talked to Joey through the entire movie, like I wanted to punch him too. It's like, you just lost all his money and you're being a little shit. I always kind of enjoy though that you never see Lucas the day before or like you see him the night before, but you don't know his character before that. Yeah, So you. You get the idea that he's gone all weird, and because people mention it, they're like, "What's with you today?" Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you you get an idea that he's a very different person after what happened. Yeah. So I kind of like it, um, and I think he does it pretty well, even though you've got nothing to compare it to. But he's that. He's not cool. Yeah. But he's kind of annoying. But I know that some people would probably think he's cool. He's oh, I think yeah, he's um real weird limbo. Yeah, and I do like the bit where he's like, where he's chasing Warren um, the first time. So he just seems to be happening. He seems to like just come out of every little, like everywhere Warren runs to, like he's like, he's there. It's just and he actually looks out of breath. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if I've told the Warren story before, no. but um, it's one of the favorite things that's <clears throat> ever happened to me. We were seeing your friends rancid yep. at Riot Fest in Chicago. Yeah. And they got, someone's friend or someone to come out on stage okay and you know and someone's not up at the microphone so you can't really hear them but yeah like what's your name is like warren oh your name's warren <laughs> and i swear within like two minutes like oh wait it's not warren and this guy in the crowd we're like 
a hundred meters away from the stage, like out with yeah. the plebs, the half-ass fans, and this guy goes, "My name's not fucking Warren." <laughs> and this is uh, like 2016 or something. Like a 10, it's got 20 a, uh, years after the film. I'm it's like, got a, ah, he's still it's, going. It's got a legacy. Um, yeah, yeah, I read a bunch of articles about it last night. Um, like one saying that like it, it, it did, it bombed on its um theatrical run, but found its um, so sad. audience on. This and Mallrats, I think, was like the the, the big ones um, that I mentioned that got their um, audience on VHS. Um, the soundtrack to this too um, sold like two million copies. It was like ridiculous. You try um, and find someone in their thirties, or I guess yeah. even forties now as well, that did not love this film and it yeah. didn't do something for them. Yeah, um, it's, I, I can't say anything bad about it. Like, although the AJ being shit, but that's his character. The the little outro where they're all dancing on the roof. Yeah. It's not heaps smooth. It's I'm not that keen on it. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit like a, they're kind of dancing like um, David Schwimmer and Friends, just like that. Yeah. You yeah, know, they're the, you know doing the Friends the, intro. You know, that they're not doing the music that they're, they're dancing to is probably not the music that's playing like over the top of it. So, um, Did you also think when Lucas is at the casino that the lady hitting on him looks like Tia Leone? A little bit, yeah. And yeah. there's also um, one thing that I found pretty weird was, do you know, is it is it Burko, the um, lead yeah. singer from the band? Yeah. So in real life, he was he was date or married to Liv Tyler's mum. So essentially, he was his step her stepfather. Like, he doesn't while... look that much older. No. <laughs> so like, yeah, obviously, Liv Tyler's okay. Stephen Tyler's daughter but they split up and then like this guy was dating her, her, her mum weird and they don't have much interaction throughout the entire thing um i also i also love to i i always think that um renee zellweger's nervous singing always makes me smile i think she's like it's what i would probably do if i was put on the spot i'd like my hands will be, will be going all over the place too and just like she's she's really good in this as well yeah. i always was a fan of renee just from this film and how like their dynamic, her and Liv Tyler together. Yeah. Like it's so believable to me is that that's how you would be when, like your work friends. Yeah. Your best work friends, but you're not like actually buddy buddies that really know each other or no, think that you care yeah. about each other until you realize that you do. Um, I also thought that, yeah, I accidentally missed it. I'm like, I'm, I was sure the guy who played Shudder McGavin was um, in uh, Rex Manning, but he's not. He's I was like, I was very disappointed in you. That you yeah, that you, you that. said because and you watched Fair Game, so you, you said that uh, he he is in that though. He is. So tell me about Fair Game. Uh, no, it's really bad. Yeah, um, that's why I didn't watch it. The intro is is not in keeping with. The, I think someone wanted to be Michael Bay. Like it's got a real Top Gun sort of opening, like sunset, slow motion, yeah. like. Days of Thunder esque music, and then suddenly she gets shot at, just out of just out of the blue. Someone shoots at her, um, and then a Baldwin comes in. They have no chemistry at any point in this film. Even when his butt is out and he's thrusting towards her crotch, there is zero chemistry. That's because he's a Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a shame. I really used to like Alec Baldwin at some point. Um, so it's about Cindy Crawford who is this civil lawyer um, who was taking down some 
Russians somehow, uh, and they found her, and they had incredible technology to track her down everywhere they went. Quite often, they would name drop um, their sponsorship, I guess. But thank you, Car Tracker, for tracking the car. Um, there's a lot of plot announcement and the bad oh, guys yeah, are just constantly in a car yeah. basically talking to the camera saying what they're going to do next and how they're going to do it um william baldwin is on the case of like hey who shot at this lady this is a bit random and then it's like shooter mcgavin comes in and says you didn't get her to sign this last form go to a house make her sign it her house blows up as he gets there and then they're on the run for the next hour um they hate each other they love each other you see william baldwin's bum um, um you the you best gave, the best part in this half. film you gave it half well i can't give it no stars because then it says i haven't watched it um the half star is for so at one point they're in the motel and he finds out that they're tracking every single phone that he's on they can listen in to any phone okay. call so he just he hangs up the phone to this guy and then he picks it back up and just dials a random number and just starts talking shit so, so someone on the other end picks up the phone. And they're like, hello? He's like, I'm going to fucking get you. Fucking kill your fight. And this guy's like, what? <laughs> Some guy in a convenience store like, what? 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 Who is this? What are you doing? What are you talking about? Um, which was hilarious. And I'm sure completely unintentional. <laughs> and then later on, Cindy Crawford goes into a computer store and hits on this poor little boy, this super Andy Richter type nerd and oh, kisses him on the face. To computers or? Yeah, so that they can. Same thing that happened in Goldeneye that month. Remember that lady goes into the Russian shop. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, when this, it's it's yeah. all about it's all about uh, um, manipulating nerds. Is is yep. <laughs> and that, but she did such a good job when the bad guys caught up to them. They're beating the shit out of this guy's boss, throwing him across the room, and they're like, "Where did she go? Like, was she here?" And he goes, "Adam served her." And Adam's just like standing there watching his boss get beat up. Like, I'm not going to say anything. And then they start to beat him. And it takes like a minute for him to, to give her up. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I'm Adam and some attractive lady kissed me on the mouth and then disappeared from my life forever. And these four fucking evil henchmen come in wearing black with guns. And they're like, where'd that lady go? I'm pointing straight away. <laughs> like I'm not getting beat up. Just, I don't know. Maybe you're the bad guy. Yeah, you never like, know. Yeah. I'm going to break anyway. Why would I wait and get beat up and then <laughs> tell them? Just tell them now and, and save the trouble. But they both die regardless. <sighs> um, um, yeah, terrible, that's my other thing too. Is like when you give it up and they, they still kill you, I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Uh, I didn't, I really wanted to see the American president and I just didn't have the, I was in the mood for it. Um, I was going to watch Casino and mm-hmm. I've watched it quite a few times. I just was not in the headspace this week to watch something that violent. Or that long. What's most of the I, length? Most of the length. You said it to me, and I said I can't watch the baseball bat scene. Oh, look, I'm no, I got no problem with with the violence. It was just I was in a not in a I was in a non-violent space. I've been watching mid seventies detective shows with not an ounce of blood. <laughs> not, so, um, so, uh, because look, Casino, I I could I've long considered Casino better than Goodfellas. Um, just I've long because... considered it the Goodfellas sequel. Yeah, like, I, I think it's a really well put together movie. Um, you get to see James Woods get the shit kicked out of him. Um, I think it's probably one of the best Robert De Niro movies um, ever made, but hold that thought for December. Um, 
And then uh, Sharon Stone in this movie is unbelievable. Uh, Joe Pesci is like a new new low for his character. Like he's an amazing actor, but man, like you hate this guy by the end of it. That's why the baseball thing yeah. doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, um, I, I've watched this movie quite a few times and I would say that if, if, if someone said like, oh, you know, what's your go-to, I'd say Casino over, over Goodfellas most days because it's just, um, I find it sort of, it's, it is really, truly like a up and down, like, um, I, the, one of the best scenes in the entire movie is when you see Rob De Niro is basically like the, the owner of this casino and he goes through the muffins, the blueberry muffins <laughs> and he's eating a muffin and someone else is eating a muffin and he's like halfway through the, like an important discussion. He's like, look how many blueberries are in your muffin. Look how many in mine. And he goes to the, t- he goes to the <laughs> kitchen and he's like, I want equal amounts of blueberries in each muffin. And I just, I fucking love it. It's just like, he just, he can't, he's got to control every little thing in that casino. It's amazing. I'm I'm sad to say I probably do blur this with Goodfellas a bit too much in my head. Yeah, um, yeah, I can understand that. I do remember it being good. I did like it at the time, but it was a bit brutal, and it it is full on. It's um, way more brutal than, than than Goodfellas because it starts off with that um that scene where Joe Pesci stabs a guy in the throat with a pen. Like yeah. it's it starts really really full on. It's it's R rated. Like it's it's fucked. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say like um, if you haven't watched it for a while. I probably will watch it sometime in the next um, uh, couple of months just to sort of, like, I, I, I was looking forward to it when I'm more in the headspace for it. Um, a smooth segue from Casino is? I watched It Takes Two. Okay. Um, so, yeah, which Ols- is Parent Trap. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it was, like, from the from the yeah. write-up. It's the Olsen twins, yeah? It is. Um, and it you don't realise... a lot of good reviews. It's, like, it's got, like, a three-star rating, I'm pretty sure, on, like, Letterboxd. Yeah. It's, like... It's, it's actually not bad. I, I gave it two stars. I probably could have gone a bit higher, but then I thought that would be rude to the films is, that I've given two stars to. Is it uh, is it your Brady Bunch movie to me? Not quite. Um, like, it wasn't... Inc- I didn't say, I don't, it. Not, not so, like, it's, it's one of those ones where you're, like, you, you're strapped in for, like, a you think it's going to be shit, and then you're, like, pleasantly surprised of, like, oh, this is actually quite well made. It's just, like, I, weird. A lot of it was based around the fact that the kids can actually act oh, okay and you don't realize until like you watch we see a lot of films with kids in it and you don't yeah. realize how bad they are yeah. sometimes you do sometimes they're atrocious yeah but sometimes you'll see a film with two child leads and you're like they're, they're actually quite good they're not annoying yeah. they're not over the top um i see why they did so well in life because yeah um i'm quite impressed and Kirstie Alley was still in like her cute mum phase. Um, it's basically look who's parent trapping through the whole film. <laughs> she didn't uh, have Steve that, Guttenberg. Uh, oh, Goot. Uh, yeah. Gutenberg. I, I, come on. I did workshop that title with myself while I was watching it. Um, yeah, the Goot's okay. Uh, the Ross's first wife from Friends. Okay. Is is supposed to be the new mum. Okay. Like Steve Gutenberg is a super rich guy. Um, he invented phones or something. You say if you say Gutenberg one more time, it's Gutenberg. <laughs> so Steve is a super rich guy. Um, he's got a private jet and everything. He goes to pick up. No, he doesn't go to pick up. He sends his butler to go pick his daughter up on the plane, and this little luggage cart guy drives past, and it's the guy from Tommy Boy who 
has a three-way with Tommy and the boss's <laughs> daughter. Remember yes, him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's super specific. So that guy's on this little luggage, luggage cart and he just stops in front of the plane and the door opens up and there's this little girl and the guy goes, oh, this? Just for her? Huh. And then drives away. <laughs> nice. Very, makes a lot of sense. It's very important to the film. Okay, cool. Um, so then uh, the little girl thinks that there's a party being thrown for her. It turns out that Goot is going to marry this evil woman. The evil woman doesn't like the daughter. Um, the is other the evil girl... woman the Ross girlfriend or the... Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Basically, she's like, just... let's pile this shit on top of her because she gets like trashed and friends a bit quite a bit doesn't she that's like yeah, the yeah. cold one it's like yeah 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 all right um yeah so she's the evil cruella uh the other twin is in a foster home kirsty alley wants to adopt her but they won't let her because she's single and she doesn't make enough money Ooh. um so these two kids happen to meet at like a camp because one girl lives in a mansion next to the camp one girl is at the camp they're like hey let's swap lives for 24 hours oh, man. and then they get stuck Oh man. Um hilarity ensues, uh obviously. Um uh, and then they come together at the end, uh they swap their lives back at the wedding at the church and break up the wedding and everyone finds out that this lady is really, really mean and doesn't like kids. Nice. And I thought, is she really, really mean or does she just try and marry the wrong man because she doesn't like kids? Yeah, well mm. like back in the nineties like not liking kids was like you're like a monster children of the future yeah like these days it's kind of 50 50 <laughs> but yeah back in the 90s like it was just unheard of to like not think kids aren't anything and like kind of why we're in the mess we're in right now <laughs> yeah. like you know it's like this just like oh kids are awesome it's like well sometimes they are but sometimes they're um yeah jerks um yes. and i say that as a proud father um <laughs> Uh, let's talk about, I don't want to, I don't want to end with Ace and True because it's not the best film that I, it's not the film that I, I want to talk about, but look, I, I Is this know, hair bigger? Just to, yeah. just to start quickly. Yeah. This is not a good movie and this is not even a good sequel. It's better than the original, but that's not saying much. Um, the, the amount of stuff mm. he does just for like the soundbite and for the trailer, um, is amazing. This like you can you could you could easily cut a trailer from this film because like, you know the the scenes that they've they've put in specifically specifically for that. Um, like right Which is the, every scene, basically. Right, no, right at the start when like he's talking to the helicopter pilot, he's like, um, and he's like, oh, um, he calls him a loser, and then the, the helicopter flies away, and then he just says, "Le who?" And it's like, who are you saying that to? You're saying that to no one. You're insane. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of him talking to himself. Um, and just having said that, having said that, oh, the bit where there's the projector <laughs> and he's making, yes. oh I my, oh silver, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> um, yeah, the Monopoly man, <laughs> do not pass down, yeah. do not collect two hundred dollars. It's weird because he's, he's the thing is a lot of it would have been a lot funnier. Yeah. If it wasn't constant, there's oh, heaps yeah. of like little moments and like Laura pointed one out where they roll the car and it parks perfectly. Um, but then he gets out and he just slams the door open <laughs> onto the other car and then just slams it shut. Like those weird little things aren't yeah. really anything, but 
it's funny because it's kind of subtle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's like, that's the thing we had talked about in the first one. It's like some of the subtle stuff is like, like him walking past and like just grabbing the um, violinist's arm and making him um, like play a bum note. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember that. I love like, and like, I mean, <laughs> me, and, me, and, me and a friend of mine, like one, our favorite line was just him walking through and it's like, hey, your balls are showing. <laughs> um, Bubba Bay Tuna. Um, I always like, loved when he when he jumps on the floor, like Greenville, the light, yeah, the switch on the wall. Oh Greenville, man, quick! And he's just um, crawling around like all stupidly. And I cannot, I cannot, I cannot um, tell you how much the uh, scene where they're spitting on each other resonated with me because I'm like, yeah, that's, that kind of was like me. Uh, <laughs> um, I hate it when they come out with it's just so bad. It's made it's me, gross. it made me, it made me feel sick. Um, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I suppose it's like a little bit like it's. Like, it is taking place in Africa. Um, it is sort of, um, you know, taking a very um, glib sort of look at uh, like tribal cultural arts and stuff. And, and I did do a little bit of googling. Apparently, there are some places where they do spit on each other, right, as a form of respect. And also, like you know, but you got this guy that's like um, trying to sort of control both the tribes and lots of stuff, and um, trying to trying to start a war. Which is, you know, probably not too dissimilar to what was going on at the time, but it's just like, it's dicey subject matter sometimes to sort of, to do that with. Um, Especially when you've got a white man that comes in and has sex with the random lady and then saves the tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, um, but <laughs> the bit where he's jacking off is amazing. <laughs> 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 um, I can't, I can't. Yeah, more so than the first. The first one, I was like, when I was watching, I was like, like, because there's like, there's overtly like, um, anti-trans, anti-gay type stuff going on. There's not much that going on in this one. It's a lot, um, visually funny and just and sort of just like, um, you know, whatever. But so it, I think it's a way better movie than the first one. Um, and I'll probably would watch this one again because like uh, some of the scenes, I was like, yes, it's fucking amazing. Um, I didn't, I didn't laugh very much. I laughed like, when I, I, I think I laughed because I hadn't seen this for so long. There's bits like, and like, you know, the rhino bits, like obviously one of the, the big tentpole sort of thing, scenes um, and, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's like, I've watched, I watched this a lot in my youth. I think I had it on video, like taped off TV. So I've watched this one like so many times and I just, I think there's just bits where I can't, the projector scene thing is just amazing. Yeah. I think I've watched this too much as a kid, found it too funny as a kid. And now, years and years later, I don't know when I last watched it, and probably when I was at Blockbuster. Yeah. And now it just doesn't really do it. I don't want to. I forgot I people that you... come and say we're too woke, but <laughs> I forgot. The, I forgot in that projector scene too. That is that at one point they they actually cut to him doing the voices of the things like eating the penis. You can actually see that. <laughs> it's fucking so good. Did, um, did you like the uh, the little crossover where? It, it's about a bat and he was just in Batman forever. Mm. And then he goes to that tribe and he's wearing a mask. There's a, yeah. yeah when yeah. he, when he, when he said a few things, um, bat, I was like, Oh man, like sounds a lot like his, his riddle thing. Yeah. Bat. Yeah. Collect the whole set. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to, um, we both watched money train. I want to watch, uh, I, I watched Nick of time. Really good movie. Um, uh, for an afternoon. Like so, like I, you... I chose not to watch a Johnny Depp film. Okay, well, sorry. Um, not sorry. 
I really want you to watch it because Christopher yeah. Walken in this movie is fucking amazing. He's got a wig on. It's clearly a wig. He is so Christopher Walken in this movie. He's almost like a meme of himself. He's uh, so Christopher Walken. He's an accessory to murder. <laughs> he's not. He's so Christopher Walken in this movie. He's not Christopher Walken. He's Christopher Running. Um, it's. It is. Like it's it's a it's a perfect it's it's, it's um takes place in ninety minutes it's real time um uh, Johnny Depp comes to, into a train station um, with his daughter um and these people are trying to pick someone and basically the, whoever they pick they're gonna like try and get them to um help them assassinate a governor so okay he kidnaps his daughter and says look if you don't help us um uh, assassinate the governor we're gonna kill your daughter and um in ninety minutes. And so he has to go to this um, this big hotel. It's the Bonaventure Hotel, the one that they used at the end of um, In the Line of Fire, um, the one with the big the big uh, glass elevators and stuff coming up and down it. Um, nice. Christopher Walken is yeah the, the the main bad guy, but you've got so many other people from other movies that you're like, oh, it's just like a a, a bad guy actors convention <laughs> um, yeah, that that happened to be in this movie. But yeah, um, some of his Walkenisms, <laughs> um, is just so good, and um, I just I look, I know, I know the the depth of it, the depth of it all is hard uh, for for a lot of people. Um, I I still think this is a decent movie, and um, it's a a, a good sort of midday action movie. So. It can't be any worse than Money Train, can it? Are you fucking kidding me? The whole film, I was just trying to work out why you wanted me to watch it so bad. Is it because you love it? Is it because it's great? Is it because it's not very great? Is it just because it's stupid? Or is it because it's Sydney and what's-his-face back together again? It's fucking amazing. What are you talking about? I mean, the the way that they run, how long they run, and the clothes in which they run in, that's amazing. I couldn't run through New York City wearing 40 layers at top speed for that long. Christmas movie too, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I Okay, so this one I watched with my wife and she... I think she was on her phone for most. Oh, <laughs> I think no. She was, I think she was like, why do you like this movie? I'm like, I don't know. I do. Um, they say Money That's Train... a good question, Marilyn. They say Money Train a lot in this movie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think people actually working in New York would call that train the money train. Um, if you've never seen the money train, I'm going to start using it all the time now. So, um, it is about uh, some transit cops in New York, uh, played by Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson, who are brothers. What? They're white and black? Come on. That gets explained in the movie three times. Um, so they, uh, they work at the transit cops, and then like uh, Woody Harrelson's got a gambling problem. He starts to get in debt. Again. Um, Again, uh, he they um, there's a train that takes all the um, ticket earnings from the New York subway every every day, um, which is called the money train. It is in in charge of the money train is Robert Blake, who is a uh, who died uh, about oh. three days, three or four days ago, and was a. Oh. I don't think he was convicted, but he was he was he murdered his wife, basically. Oh, in real life, he was. Uh, yeah, we'll see a we'll see a few Robert Blake movies before our nineties pod is is over. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> read up on Robert Blake. It's a it's a super boring story. Um, so you've got uh, Jennifer Lopez comes in as a as a new cop as well. So Woody, Woody Harrelson wants to. Um, and the only thing I'll, this time around, watching it with like a bit of a more of a, a um, you know, want to pick it apart sort of thing. For a movie called Money Train, it takes like about an hour for that whole thing to start going. Like at Woody least Harrison, an hour. I Woody feel like Harrison, it's the last five minutes. Yeah, Woody Harrelson basically wants to rob the Money Train, and um, they've got this whole subplot too, where um, there's a serial killer um, guy, pyromaniac, um, played by um, Chris Cooper, who pours petrol all over like people and then sets them on fire two days after this film was released that actually happened in new york city oh, someone no. did that on the, on the, and they wanted to cancel the film and columbia pictures said nope um <clears throat> yeah that's nice um i don't know like i think this movie was on quite a lot on tv i think i just always loved watching it it was just the the best buddy cop movie for me at that time um I've got a lot of nostalgia for it. I've got a lot of time for it. Um, okay. A lot of other people probably don't have. No, um, they don't. Uh, they're a great team. Like, I love them together. I mean, the bit there's a bit where, like, they're being, they're being mugged and then they basically turn it around and um, start fighting amongst themselves. Like, it's one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, they say fuck a lot in this movie, too. Uh, and... The Jennifer, well, apparently the, there was no, not supposed to be a, a sex scene, but then somehow I think Wesley Snipes, other Wesley Snipes or Jennifer Lopez is like, yeah, we should do that. So there's a uh, weird, the, the, the music over the top of that scene is weird because it cuts in between Wesley Snipes and Jennifer Lopez having sex and Woody Harrelson being beaten up for not paying his um, debts. And then it ends with Woody Harrelson just looking through his bedroom door window at yeah. them laying in bed. Yeah being sad because he liked her first yeah no. wow also don't get involved with your workmates oh definitely like yeah. this new girl comes on the team and they're both just straight away giving her flowers trying to woo her it's like you work together don't yeah. just try and have sex with the first girl that comes near your life woman um yeah, i also so my, my one my one big question too is here is this <laughs> is it really police work to pretend that you're drunk so that people try and rob you and then you can arrest them because like i would think i would think that like you're not really targeting serial offenders there like most people who like rob someone when they're passed out it's usually like a crime of like you know it's just like you know that's that's like putting a speed camera at the bottom of a hill yeah yeah, and it's yeah. like I know I know it's wrong. I know people shouldn't like steal steal stuff from people when they're when they're drunk and stuff like that. But like these these decoys that they're doing, which it seems to be like a huge part of their thing, is just decoys. I would say that if you're a transit police, you should just be like, you know, monitoring the, the checking tickets. <laughs> yeah, well, that's sort of thing. But like, they're basically trying to get people in trouble for doing stuff that's like spur of the moment. And I'm like, I don't know if that's actually like legit police work. I think that's just you know, padding uh, numbers. Yeah. So um. Yeah, like the like then um and they they ultimately they they blame because like let's just at the start of it they they catch these one of these um someone tries to rob Woody Harrelson he that he chases him and then like this guy runs towards the money train which has got armed guards and then the armed guards like shoot him and kill him and it's like and they blame the guys who shoot and kill him like well you're the one that chased him over like a gold chain 
that mm. you decoyed. It's just, I don't know. Um, I still gave it three stars. So um, You haven't mentioned one of the stars of the film, who's the little man that works in the uh, little conductor's office. And when they're wearing party hats because it's New Year's Eve, someone comes up and says the money train's been stolen. And he says, the money train's been stolen and takes his hat off immediately. And it's very dramatic. And it was is, the highlight of the film for me. Is it the, the, are you talking about like Robert Blake or? No, the little guy that's at the, at the desk all the time. Oh yeah. The one that's like, and a, he's a, always like, but sir, they could die. He's very, very obvious and I points like, out all the things that could happen. That guy's amazing. He should be in charge yeah. of the money train. Hopefully he got, hopefully he got Robert Blake's job. Cause yeah. Um, but sir, if we make the money train not have brakes and make it speed up, then it will crash into the other train and the other people will get hurt and it will derail the trains and that would be bad. I don't uh, care. I also like but that, that would the, be bad. I also love the fact that the bad guy had like a little cowboy hat on. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. this guy is a complete dick to everyone. Like everyone hates Robert Blake. But for a New Year's Eve party, he's still got like a cowboy hat on and he's part of this like... Everyone's like, oh, is that one out of the year that Robert Blake's not a piece of shit? <laughs> I hope yeah, nothing... he dresses up and he joins in. And they're like, oh, and everyone's man. having a good time. It's like, I hope nothing pisses him off tonight. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, cool. So uh, I thought you were going to like Money Train more. Damn it. Nope. Well, we'll find out what is the best one uh, when we get to it at the end. Oh, uh, US Box Office, Ace Ventura, When It Calls, uh, GoldenEye, Toy Story, Get Shorty, and The American President. GoldenEye, which we didn't really talk about because we did a whole episode about it, but we did. Uh, it's not very good. No. Short version. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be your top one for the month. Um, mm. And in the Australian yeah. box office, for the entire month of November... Seven. I guess. Everyone was watching Seven. That's why they went out watching Empire Records. Yeah, last week when we went through the top one, uh, it wasn't on the top ten. I would think that like that would make it top ten material, but apparently not. Well, I guess if that's the only film being watched, it just takes one person a week to go and watch it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go on to TV... So we've got uh, the Thin Blue Line, which my dad quite liked. It's a it was it was made by um, I think Ben Elton made it, and also Ron Maxson. He plays a police chief um, or sergeant sort of thing in in um, in England, like a sitcom. It went on for a few series. It's very uh, too many. It's very um, beige. Yeah. Like it's not. I think it's even. It might even be G-rated. If not, just like a, a very low PG. What was that other horrible British? The Bill. Mm. It's like a more boring version of the Bill. <laughs> a sometimes slightly funny version of the Bill. Um, mm-hmm. We also had Mr. Show with Bob and Dave. Um, if you've never seen that, really, really weird, uh, weird um, uh, sitcom. Um, sorry, sketch show. You can watch it on binge. Um, that's Bob Odenkirk, who's on Better Call Saul, and um, David uh, Cross, who you would know as um, from Arrest Development. Uh, is it not Elias? The one that no. um, the Blue Man Group one. Yeah. 
among uh, among many many other things like they've done so much and they've they also like a what you, you would be hard pressed to find a comedian or a tv show or anything that wasn't affected by this show in the late 90s early 2000s like a lot of people a lot of big comedy performers to this day will say that the mr show with bob and dave was their jumping off point or their their major um uh influence on their comedy so. odin kirk is one of those guys who's just everyone kind of worships him but he's never made it that big yeah but i don't think he wants he's to. like america's he's like... alan partridge yeah yeah i does that yeah um so that's pretty much it for the tv shows um, i still haven't done a deep dive on american gothic um we've got simpsons coming up friends we'll get to at some point science world's behind us now who cares we might do a bit of a tv thing sometimes yeah maybe um but we we're gonna do a tv thing now where you tell me all the people that were on late night 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 with conan o'brien and you do it to the tune of we didn't start the fire and you do it within one minute and if you don't you're gonna die (laughs) eventually um Uh, okay uh so I'm going to count you in. You're not going to give me any of your bullshit excuses. <laughs> They're not excuses. I forget how the song goes. I think it's because it's got that little intro bit, the little do 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 do, like the little flute thing that oh, just the, throws me off. The melody. Yeah, but it's it's not quite. It's because it's got that weird little drum thing behind it, and I'm just stalling for time until I get the song. <laughs> You know, I should really have a karaoke version, like ready to go. Anyway, yeah. one day we'll go out and you'll do karaoke, <laughs> and I'm gonna say you should do "We Just Start the Fire," and then and instead of doing it, I'll just, yeah, just say do, a bunch of names. You just remember, like late night with Conan O'Brien guests. <laughs> All right, you ready? I guess. All right, three, two, one, go. Kathy Morati, Michael Kingsley, G Lover Special Source, Jane Pauley, David Justice, Ronnie Hawkins, Anthony Randall, Brian Austin Green, Steve Winlow, Anderson, Nicholas Belegi, UB40, Faye Dunaway, and Carney Wilson, and Matt Graham, Reggie Millett, Varna Trump, Cheap Trick, Norm MacDonald, Sam Waterstone, Brandy, David Brenner, Jill Goodaconic, Jeff Smith, Molly Ringle, Fran Loverwitz, Big Audio Dynamite, Susan Lucci, Mario Canton, Ken Grimson, Robert Thiel, Thomas Henchurch, Stan Lee, Ken Olin Corbin Burnson, Stan Lee, again, <laughs> Alicia Witt, Martha Stewart, Mark Curry, Joey Lawrence, Laurie Laughlin, Iris Dermant, Mimi Rogers, Jennifer Gray, Niels Luckfriend, Daryl Hammond, The Gadget Guru, and Jessica Hatch, Noah Wiley, Mary Louise Parker, Stanley B. Goldenberg, Queen Latifah, Cheryl Canning, Seven Mary Three and Matt LeBlanc, Fabulous Sport Babe, Jewel, Richard Lewis, Tabitha Thorne, Stephen Lee, oh, Valerie Bertilli, David Bird, hey. with... Oh, no. Yes. I had yes. one more name. I had one more name. Oh, I got you. If it was just Sponge, I would have made it. But it was Sponge with Kay Handley. <sighs> he screwed me, Sponge. Thank you, Sponge. You ploughed me right into the earth. <laughs> I'm just thinking of a ploughed joke and you did it yourself. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I feel better. Uh, I was one month away. Whoever did Conan O'Brien's season three Wikipedia, you fucked me. Season two, it was guests and musical guests in a different column. And now I've got them all in one column. I have to read them all out. 
and you're eating up you're eating up my time. Okay. Well, you know what? All I hear is excuses. And if excuses yeah. were oh, I can't remember that guess. Um <laughs> All right, so uh let's go on to music. The Billboard charts. Uh, Mariah was still in our fantasies while Whitney Houston was um, shoop shooping to Excel. <laughs> that just sounds random okay. words. Yeah, Excel, shoop shoop was the song for that from Waiting to Excel, which isn't even out yet. That movie comes out in December and like it's the song from it is already in the charts. So can you imagine how many people are like, if the movie's as good as the song? Yeah. And then we got... Uh, Aria charts. We had Coolio, Gangsters Paradise, which will nice. be like that for ever. Okay, now the music. Oof. Yeah. What do you? What do, you do you want me to throw them out? This my list is sometimes a bit different to yours. Okay. But my artists, I have Incubus, Amy Mann, Cher, Queen, Alison Chains, Pat Tillis, Craig Goldie, Carly Simon, Fear Factory, Coolio. Jazar, GZA, Passengers, Tom Cochran, Yoko Ono, Sunny Real Estate, uh, Beastie Boys, The Far Side, Tracy Chapman, Gusta, At The Gates, Terry Ellis, Meatloaf, Melissa Etheridge, Biff Naked, The Beatles, we're not going to count, Enrique Iglesias, Garth Brooks, Bruce Springsteen, Group Home, LL Cool James, Asleep At The Wheel, M People, Easy E, and Entrance, who are coming at the end of the year. Entrance. So the reason I didn't put Incubus on is because I couldn't find the album that they're talking about. And um, anytime the Garth Brooks is on there, um, his stuff's not on Spotify. So, Oh, yeah. Well, no one's going to listen to either of those because if you're not talking about Drive um, and Wish You Were Here, then it's not Incubus. Okay. Um, um, anyway, I really liked Amy Mann. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, it's, the album's called I'm the Stupid, which also just sealed it to me as like a really good, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I didn't watch, I didn't listen to, I like um, Shares Walking in Memphis. I like that, I like that song. I was so confused when I saw that. I was like, she doesn't do that song. But you know what? I reckon in the time of doing this podcast, I reckon that song's come up about three times from three different artists. It's a banger. It is. Um, Queens, this is like the last one they've made, yeah? Like, like this is without... Um, this is the, the posthumous vocals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, it was all right. Like, they did it for Paul McCartney. Not a, I'm not a huge um, Queen fan as it is. Um, but let's talk about it's not bad. Alison Chains. Yeah, uh, obviously been been a while um, since um, they had released anything. Um, I think they've been on tour. Um, I think maybe other problems as well. Uh, yeah. That Sludge Factory. This is a very, very good album. It's uh, it's one that I've listened to the least because um, I felt like um, I always felt this one was like a little bit more metal. Like it found it's, it was like a little bit more um, uh, grungy, not not grungy, but just like it's. This bleeds in really well into Jerry's solo stuff. Yes, yeah, I will say that as well. Yeah, um, it, it, has like it still obviously favorite. sounds like Alice in Chains. Um, but there's a very steady progression into what this yeah. is a good example. Also a bit, it's a bit like sap in places, the little EP, the jar of flies, 
Um, everything about it, I I don't want to say it's my pick already, um, but there's a good chance it's probably going to be my pick. <laughs> well, there's a couple other ones I thought that might have been your pick, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, Fear Factor I didn't really listen to. Nah. Um, I, the what I thought was your number, would be number one was um, Sunday Day Real Estate. I did not give this as hard a go as uh, the previous one. Uh, was it just called EP? I think. Can't remember. Um, it's got some good stuff on there, but it's not Diary. Sorry, was the last one. Diary. Yeah, um, sorry, yeah. uh, it's eight is really good. Um, but nothing really stood out the way it did on Diary. Diary right. from start to finish, it just sounds so diverse. Um, and I feel like now they've found their sound a bit better themselves, and it's it's good. Um, just, you can't you can't come against Allison Chains though. I'm sorry. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I really like Gusta. Um, yeah, they were like, uh, yeah, I thought they were, I thought they were like more of a punk band, but. I listen like yeah they got like a bit of a I don't know hootie vibe and uh, yeah it's that or? that that real classic mid nineties acoustic rock yes just so I friendly love, I love so road much. trip music uh, what about Bruce uh, there's there's only one song on that album um, so I didn't really need to listen to the rest of it that goes to Tom Jett yeah which is like I always. I just like defer to the Raging Machine version anyway. So, I mean, that um, one's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. DC Talk. What's that? Isn't that the? Aren't they the um, Christian band? Oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I remember they. Um, I don't know. They used to have those late night uh, ads where they talk about how they like <laughs> they started a band. Because they used to be, you know, on the streets and doing bad stuff. And um, then, did they do that Jesus is Still Alright song? Yeah. Jesus is Just Alright. Um, but yeah, they, I, I just remember they're like, they're, they always had this late night sort of add-on. It's like, it's like, um, don't be afraid to like Jesus. And yeah, so whenever I heard DC talk, I just think of that ad. Um, I liked... Uh, I, I don't mind this um, Lagwagon album, Hoss. Like, it's got one of my favourite songs, um, Sleep, on there. Um, They're alright. I'm not against they, that stuff anymore. They're okay. Yeah. Oh, was that a little bass intro there, Paul? Oh, man. You like that? It's also got violins. Is that the title or the instrument? <laughs> Um, I, this one I did notice that, um, cause they, they were like all metal. I think we talked about like, they were like a metal band before they became a punk band. And the last couple of ones, um, especially trash has still got that sort of more metalish. This is, this is, is more pop punk than they've ever been before. I think this is like when they really sort of embrace that, that type of thing. So, um, I was never a big fan of them in high school, but, um, I've, I've come to like them probably out of all the fat records bands that um, I didn't sort of give a lot of a go-to. Lagwagon is the one I've probably listened to the most of um, and not strong out. Sorry, Graham. 
Oh, <laughs> that's just for him. Um, also, um, the uh, Toy Story soundtrack um, came out. I don't know whether I want to talk about it more when we talk about the, the film, but um, when um, well, like when I first had my first son, like we, he he watched this uh, movie quite a lot when he was about two or three, and I used to get the. Do you are you a Toy Story fan? Uh, we'll find out next month. I think okay. so. There's a there's a song in there called "Strange Things," and it's by because Randy Newman does the entire like um he does all the the songs in it um and I've become quite a Randy Newman fan in the last couple of years, but this this song "Strange Strange Things" um I'll play it next I'll play it next month for the for the movie. Okay. But yeah, it's um it gets stuck in my head so much. It's probably one of the reasons why I don't want to play it now because I might get stuck in my head. But yeah, is it is it going to be your song of the month? No, it's not going to say. But yeah, look, I know it's it's a it's. I don't want to say disappointing. Like, I mean, obviously, everyone. <laughs> I think, I'm like everyone tried their best. Yeah, we shouldn't. I we guess, shouldn't, you know. except Bruce. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to try his best. But this um, is his river of dreams. Oh. Hmm. Um. What is your? I reckon we're. Well, I think we're done. So I reckon. Yeah. What is what oh, is yeah. your? Uh, um album and song and movie uh my album is alice in chains no surprises mm-hmm. that's not the title that's that's not the surprises. comment <laughs> um ghost of tom joad is my song really okay cool it's this one of the, it's if it's not that then it's a song from alice in chains or maybe eight by sunny day but ghost of tom joad is too good a song okay cool shut up um Am I allowed to have Empire Records as, as my yeah. movie? Yep. Yes. All right. So my Otherwise, album... it, it would have overtaken more rats in that month. <laughs> um, my album, um, I was like picking between Amy Mann and, um, and uh, Gusta. Um, I think I have to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Gusta because I've given Amy Mann a couple of, I think mm. she's been my favorite for a couple of times. So I'll give Gusta... Just because it was like not what I thought it was going to be, like it's not it's not groundbreaking stuff, but it was enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Um, and "Heaven Beside You" by Alison Chains is my song because that's fine choice. Um, it is. My movie. Is it's Money Train. Well, I don't know. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, is it Nick of Time? It could be Nick of Time because I had a lot of. Why would it not be Empire Records though? Because I had more fun watching Nick of Time. <laughs> oh, gross. Because I'm a dad and I was listening, I was in my dad chair and I was feeling under the weather, but I had a cup of coffee and I was watching Nick of Time and Christopher Walken was just doing that thing that he does. All right. I guess that's that's the note we're ending on then. Let me see. Well then. Money train. Yeah, that's better. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you need to get in contact with us. Hey, we made it. I made it. My voice is not um, completely, you know. Good one. Um, We'll see what it's like tomorrow. Uh, uh, if you need to get in contact with us, if you need to get in contact with us, please email us at livingthepastpod at gmail dot com. Um, check us out on Instagram. Uh, we've got a couple. We've got three more episodes this season, and then we're going to take a bit of a break, and then um, maybe some. Do you think on spooky action coming soon? That's our other podcast. Do you think on spooky? Um, you can get that wherever you get podcasts if you want to get up to date we're about to attack season three when we do finally start um once ben stops going to every single gig that ever happens in adelaide and uh, which which is which is pretty soon 
Yeah, March is over. Yeah. Maybe we'll just maybe we'll just block out March from now. <laughs> yeah, good idea. March madness. Yeah, true. Um, well, thanks, thanks for thanks for spending your time with us, and uh, yeah, I hope you yeah. have a good one. Thanks for listening to us, Waffle. Go watch Nick of Time. Don't. Go watch the projection scene in Ace Ventura. Empire Records forever. Okay. Don't mean AJ, everyone. I'll see you later. <laughs>